to No Rest for the Heroes. I'm your DM, Emma Smith. And here are Restless Heroes, Casey Turner. Hi there. And Renee Lovegren. What's up? We're happy to have you here, so let's jump right into Fissures of Fakathra, Episode 4. Are you ready to roll? Last week on Fissures of Fakathra. Our heroes were given a quest, thus leading them to need supplies. In this endeavor, they met a strange being who sold them all they needed. On credit, of course. With these supplies, they were able to begin their journey to the small settlement of the Farmer's Guild. On their way, they noticed the river was barren, and after talking to Jade, the guild leader, they found it had been that way for quite some time. With this information, the two heroes headed upstream, only to come across Desolin and two others who were seemingly building a dam. We left our heroes in the midst of battle as two figures approached charging. So let's jump right in. You're down. Renee has slip slided face planted. You spun out. But then you hear did I see I think I said you guys heard footsteps or like people coming. What do you do? Look. Okay. In the direction of the sound. You turn and you see the two people you saw in the distance in the field earlier that you guys decided not to talk to, running full speed. Weapons drawn at at the battle. One of them is this very tall, very muscular half-orc man. To you, he looks like a bodybuilder with light green skin. Uh, he has black facial hair. He has a mustache, a beard. Not like a thick, like, dwarven beard. Just like a small one. Just like scruff. And then curly black hair with a gray streak. And he's wearing very simple peasant clothes, but he's running and he has two hand axes. And he's full like, he's full like raging. And there's a woman running with him. She looks human to you. She has bright red hair. uh, And she's also in very peasant style clothing, like the stuff that you'd see peasants farming in. And she's carrying a quiver and a full bow. And they're they're running straight into this. Yeah. Uh, we left off on Renee's turn, so... You completely failed. Yes. So there's two people running up, pounding footsteps, full-on battle cries. The woman has an arrow drawn. The man is very angry. <laughs> Desolin sees this, and he uses his movement to stand, like, basically, he was, like, kind of an front of the other two, he uses his movement to stand and behi- move behind them and kind of like shove them forward. Alien kind of makes a disgruntled noise and gives him like side eye, like... <laughs> I'm like a great podcast. <laughs> I don't... Uh, she gives him like, like the side eye evil glare that you get from cats. Uh, and she decides to grabs her big metallic ball that kind of looks like an eye and she chucks it at the other two, and both of them. These two new people running towards all of you, both of them make the most magnificent dodge you've seen. The guy tosses one of his hand axes, tosses both hand axes into one hand, grabs the woman, picks her up by the waist, swings her around out of the way, sets her back down, and they continue running smoothly. Wow. 
As that eyeball comes flying at them, shoots a bolt of lightning where the woman was standing. Would they be very interested to see if I was conscious? <laughs> I'm just watching it like, Casey, look! <laughs> <laughs> Opens her eyes. <laughs> uh, the big man with the green skin, with the two hand axes, continues his full charge. He seems to, from the distance, they seem to have noticed where the grease was on the ground. He makes sure he beelines around it, and he comes up to Ilian. He swings one of his hand axes at her. Sweet. And totally nicks her across the arm with his axe. Not deep, very, like, surface level. He still cut her, and she is bleeding. A laceration. A gash. More like a gash or a laceration. Uh, so Lillian grabs her arm and she's now in pain. So she has a gash on her arm now. This big man swings around and does like a whole back turn and swings at Bang. Uh, a little too fancy for him and Mrs. Bang, who like cowers down, he like grabs his head and ducks. And then the woman who was running with this man, slides down to a lunge knee position with her bow drawn just in front of where the grease starts. So she full-on, like, basically power slides across the, like, the ground. Full archer, like, kneel, kneel lunge position, lets loose some arrows, and she hits Desolin in the shoulder, and it hits Bang's beak, but, like, it just nicks it, so he's got like a scratch on his beak now. Doesn't really do real damage. It's a beak, and it was an arrow. Poor Bang. I actually like Bang, too. Oh, fuck him. Oh. He's a coward, he tried to hurt us. <laughs> uh, she does. I, you know I could pick up the dice for damage. You know, I Great. Great, and then Bang, freaking out, runs behind Desolene, makes like a full half run to behind Desolene, and he's just like holding his head and just like kind of rocking back and forth, like looking around, very um, isolated head movements like a bird does when it's looking around and stuff, and he's, yeah. And we made it back to Casey's turn for your next <laughs> death save. Uh, uh, hey, hey, I'm, I'm two for two so far, so you know... <laughs> Even if I really royally fuck this up, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> you should have knocked on wood. I told you to knock on wood. I mean, it could be, it could be one. That's a two. two. A one is two. It's two. A two is only one. That makes sense. One is two, but two is one. That is Casey's first failed death save. You have two passes already. Yeah, so I need one more good one. But for my next turn, I roll a nat one. I'm dead forever. In episode four. <laughs> She'll be fine. Bum, bum, bum. Please help me. Renee, your turn. Um, so now I'm probably farther away from them since I can't really slide. Yeah. So, I might stay where I am and keep Casey safe. She's farther away from Oh yeah, she is. Slides to Casey. (laughs) You're gonna get up and like run, run, slide to Casey. Just like, boom, boom, shoo. Roll athletics. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. We'll see how graceful this is. 
That's an 11. So, you managed to wobbly stand up. You're very disoriented after your face was ground into the ground. You wobbly up. You take two big sprints that are very wo- also very wobbly. And you go to power slide only to slip onto your butt and you, like, butt slide towards her <laughs> uncontrollably and, like, slam into her body. <laughs> That's why you have <laughs> checks out, checks out, checks out, it checks out. I was doing better before you tried to help them. <laughs> 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 so is that your whole turn? <laughs> you don't want to do anything else? I don't want to die, okay? I'll let the other people that obviously know what they're doing do what they're doing. Am I wrong? Okay, so it's back to Desalyn's turn. His shoulder has an arrow stuck in it now. He's also previously been stabbed by both of you. And Sorry, burned. I should say Renee. And then he was also burned. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Renee, Renee, and female stranger number one have injured Desolin. He very disoriented also, because you know, when you're in pain, you're, you can't think straight sometimes. He just kind of points in the general direction of the big guy because he's right there. And the little dragonfly zips towards him and goes to attack. And it absolutely fails. <laughs> I mean, he pointed in the general direction. This dragonfly was following this his finger. So it just kind of like drunkenly <laughs> flew around. <laughs> past the big guy and didn't hit him. Like, it went to attack, but by the time it ended up somewhere, there was no one near it. Uh, and then after Desolent, Ilian goes, and she seems to cast some sort of spell of some kind on also the big man, because he just injured her, and he seems like probably the biggest threat at this moment in time. Doesn't seem to be too affected by whatever she did, and seems to be pretty all right. And then he goes, and he just, I mean, full of hellfire and rage, (laughs) swings at Desolent's chest. And he ends up hitting him. And he causes a huge, like, gash across Desolent's chest. Not, like, deep, nothing life-threatening, just would probably leave a scar. Uh, And then the woman gets up quickly, runs to you two, places a hand on your forehead, and you, uh, uh, sorry, she places a hand on Casey's forehead, who is passed out on the ground, and being held onto like a life preserver by Renee. (laughs) I'm like, wake up, wake up, they need us. And you start to feel like your fingers start to twitch, because you're starting to come back. Uh, five more minutes. Let me sleep. And then 1d8. What? You get to roll 1d8. I get to roll it? Yeah. I mean, I could roll it, but I'll let you fix. You got six health. <laughs> Casey's now back in it. <laughs> Full on, coming back from the dead style, like big gaping uh-huh. breath as you sit up fast. <laughs> You kind of, like, shoulder Renee in the face a little- Ah! Ow, get off me! I thought I lost you! I'm a bad bitch, you can't tell me. I suggest you two stop being distracted. We're in the middle of a fight. Focus. Glad to see you're up, though. 
And the woman goes, draws an arrow, and shoots it past both of you. She ends up hitting Ilian. Too many. And then it's Bang's turn again. Uh, Bang, with the speed of you, which you only seen once, sprints away. Yeah, you better run. He sprints west over the like half-built dam. He sprints off, and the little the owl, the mechanical owl, follows him. He's full on screaming, like bird screaming noises the whole way. And it just kind of tapers off into the distance. (laughs) Casey, it's your turn. Okay, um, I'm back. (laughs) I'm back, bitches. Oh, gosh. Um, so I sit up, and Renee's next to me, and this woman, who I've never seen before, is kneeling in front of you. Who's healed me, right? Um, I really don't know how much help I can be right now. All things considered. (laughs) Um... Now, I know, I know, I stabbed Ilian with my with my staff, mm-hmm. and it kind of stuck in her shoulder. Where is my staff at this point? It's on the floor, on the ground, around the feet of the really big guy, the, this very tall man who you've never seen before. Um, how far away is it? Can I like crawl over to it? Yeah, you could crawl to it. Okay, I want to go crawl over and grab my uh, quarter staff. Okay, and. Obviously, I'm not a physical combatant. We tried that. It isn't working. <laughs> um, so I guess I think back and remember back to yesterday? What was it today? Um, it was yesterday. Yesterday when I met Cyril in the tent and she enlightened me. Yes. So from the ground by the feet of this man, who I assume is on our side. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I pick up my quarterstaff, point it. At Ilian and try and push some sort of magical force through it in her direction. Wonderful. Oh yeah. We'll see if it works. Uh, can you roll no. roll a d20 for me, please? Arcana check. Uh, kind of like an ar- treat it like an Arcana try. Check. Can I add my Arcana modifier? Yes. Okay. Nineteen. Awesome sauce. Oh, apropos. <laughs> You watch as this blue energy lances out and encircles her in like a hula hoop style circle. And she, (laughs) and she takes, can you roll a d12 for me? Ooh, yes I can. I'm never gonna roll a d12. Seven. Seven? Seven. She is then shocked with a vigor. (laughs) She's like, Full on, it's like she's encircled by pure lightning and is like zapped. So now her hair's fried <laughs> up in the air. Wow. Uh, Renee, your turn. I didn't know I could do that. Try to breathe some more fire again. Keep in mind there are people near you now. True. That you probably don't want to make sure I get in front of them. Okay. Are you walking or crawling? I will crawl over. Great. And then stand up in front of them. Awesome. Because I don't feel like falling on the grease again. That makes sense. Yeah. We're finally playing smart crawling. (laughs) 
crawl before you walk. True. So, 2d6. 9 damage? Alright. Both of them now severely burnt to crisps with the speed at which you've only seen twice now. <laughs> Both of them sprint off across the dam to the west, yelling profanities. They really wish that river was running. <laughs> Maybe a little hair on fire while they're running. <laughs> First, Lydia got shocked. All her hair burnt off. <laughs> so both of them sprint off into the west. You hear the profanities fade into the distance. Great. I think um, I, I stay sitting that quarterstaff thread mainly until they eat over the bridge and then just kind of collapse onto my back in the grease. And I'll have my <laughs> chest a little puffed out. And then once they're gone, I just... <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that was so exhausted. Uh, yeah, talk about it. The grease kind of, uh, as all three of them have run off. By the way, we're no longer an initiative. We're out of that. The grease, as they run off, seems to just dissipate, almost like it's being absorbed into the ground and kind of just disappears. Oh, by the way, their little mechanical beings followed them. I didn't say that. They're gone. Fly. Don't bother me. Anyway, it's... You both. We look at these people that just saved our asses. The woman walks over and pats the very large man on the shoulder, and he kind of like holsters both of his bat- the axes on his belt behind him, and she slings her bow over her shoulder with her arrows. So, are you two all right? Now we are. <laughs> I guess I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and stand up now. Yeah, yeah to be respectful. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think we're okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. No problem. We saw you guys head off in this direction and got a little worried. Well, my name is Eloise Redrag, and this is my husband, Erg Redrag. Say hi, Erg. Hello. Good to meet you both. Thank you for coming. Of course. Can't get past the old days. I used to be a ranger. Uh, cool. Well, you know, like going around helping protect people on yeah. tra- journeys and stuff. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And being sincere. I figured. <laughs> Hi, um, um, I'm Casey. This is Renee. I would really appreciate you giving us a hand. We got a little bit over our heads, it looks like. I mean, I probably would have underestimated them too, so that's okay. But you, wow, you guys just, you guys were amazing. Ugh, well, you know, we met on a couple missions. That's how we fell in love. Erg just kind of nods and looks down at her. Erg. <laughs> what were you two doing here? We got word that... <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just... Go ahead. No, what? No, no, stop. I'm done. No. I don't think it's you. I think it's just the situation. Okay, it's just... I'm not saying it's that loud enough. But what, what, the reason why I'm doing this is because we woke up this morning in a different universe. No, no, you woke up in your universe. Oh, sorry. No, no, wait, this was yesterday. Oh, you're right. So, okay, I'm not, it's just, it's in like 48 hours, we've transformed into different beings, got, traveled to a different universe, and somehow got enlisted to fight and help farmers. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> the context. Right, so I just, when she, when she asks, what are you doing here, we just, the, the, I don't know! <laughs> exactly. He <laughs> said, I don't know how we got to this point. Life is really, like, snowballed away from me a little bit. <laughs> so, what are you two doing here? I just look at Casey. 
I look at Renee and be like, we, we, we share a knowing look before we turn and lie to this woman and be like, adventurer things. Adventurer things? I don't know what to say. Nativity corner. The woman kind of has like a look in her eye. I remember when I first. Yes, this is definitely our first time. Yeah, as you can tell. Yes, being green to it does not mean, not, it's not a bad thing, and it's not a bad thing to get help. Just remember that. Right, but you would definitely appreciate the help. <laughs> yeah. Also, points to, she points to the dam, looks at the dam, and points at it and goes, that's not supposed to be here. That's why we came here. We got word that the water stopped flowing, and we figured that it might be desolate his crew. So we came up here to find the solution and help fix the problem. Well, we definitely appreciate the help. We've been super stressed trying to keep our other crops alive, so we haven't had a chance to go and look for what was causing the issue. Oh, um, are you members of the Farmer's Guild? Yeah. We, we spoke with, um, Jade. Ugh, such a sweetheart. Oh, very sweet. Yes. Yeah. She's the one who told us about, um, the, the, the river. The stream? River. River. Yeah, we were making our way up. Yeah, we were making our way up through the fields to, you know, check everything, but also keep everything alive while there wasn't water flowing through the river. So we hadn't quite made it here yet, but we definitely appreciate the initiative. Yeah, um, have you had trouble with with those guys before? Honestly, this is my first time ever seeing them, but Erg and I are usually out in the middle of the fields. We do a lot of the plowing and seeding. Uh, Ralph and Jade are more of the harvesters, and then Artur usually takes care of all the equipment, so... Yeah, uh, but I'm glad we could run over and help you guys. That was not the best situation to be in, especially for beginners, newbies. Um, I honestly, we didn't really think it all the way through, I think. (sighs) I've been there, hothead running into battle, the wind through your hair, slipping and falling in a grease trap. How'd you know? <laughs> yeah, she watched it. <laughs> Urk here's actually had some issues with dart traps a couple of times. That's why you can see some of the scars on his arms. You learned. She like turns and looks at him with like just a loving look. You learned though. And he just looks back and he's like, like just grunts mm. and a like approvingly. <laughs> An affirmative grunt. An affirmative grunt. Yes. Uh, so do you guys want to try and help us break that down? Yeah, um, I could try using the lightning stick again, see if that works the second time. Awesome, that would be nice. Uh, be our guest. Alright, uh, roll a d20 for me. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna add anything to that. Arcana? Not good. Do you wanna. You know, we have this thing called the Tower of Forgiveness. Would you this like to use it? True. Tower of Forgiveness? Um, yeah. Really, you should be asking, but... Well, I mean, it feels like cheating sometimes. Okay, fine. Let's just use... What's the original roll? No, no. What's the original roll? Six. Oh, okay. Six? Yeah. Mm. Oh, shit. I think you just realized what you're using. <laughs> no! What am I using, Casey? Are you using the wild magic search table? No, that's a thing. Yeah. What's that? You don't, you don't know about the wild magic... Where is it? Where is it? <laughs> what book? Um, probably the DM's guide. What book were you using? <laughs> what, what'd you call it? Wild magic search? Yes. <laughs> I don't see it. You can also Google it. Well, Casey has failed. <laughs> I don't like how big your eyes are getting. 
Uh, you rolled six, correct? Yes. How close do you get to the dam? I mean, I'm not. I'm definitely not in the riverbed. I'm probably like next to it on the shore. Fine. Wonderful. So you stand there and you plant your feet mm-hmm. and you deep breath and you try to just muster up that same feeling from before and you kind of feel something and it goes and there's kind of peters oh and that that's that's it that's all that happens is it just kind of just and died okay Oh, uh, I guess it's not, it's not working. That's okay. You seem new to this, so that's fine. We'll, uh, we can work on it together. Yeah, uh, she's big and strong. Ah, uh, I'm just, I'm just a wee little guy. <laughs> what was that and why did you do it? Eloise and Erg kind of give you both sympathetic looks. Sympathetic looks. They're clearly, they they were seasoned adventurers. Clearly, yeah. I mean, they, they definitely should be doing more iterated, not us. Uh, and about a minute after your little happens, uh-huh. your little petered out spell, like a five foot circle in the river just disappears. What? What does that even mean? Uh, the dam's gone. <laughs> sort of. But you like a hole in the river. Man, like, you made it worse. Well, like, part of the dam's gone, the water starts flowing through. Right. So I did it? Yeah. <laughs> like, like a five foot circle of matter just yes <laughs> I can't control my powers <laughs> she's so strong she she uh Eloise comes over and just kind of pats you on the shoulder and she says you'll get the hang of it eventually I've seen a lot of spellcasters struggle in the beginning I don't know how I did that you know we don't either but it's okay exactly I'm a monster <laughs> anyway so uh the rivers I made the mask disappear <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, you want know you know technically you want to look at the bright side. I did do it. Yeah. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Exactly. On the nose. <laughs> the dam has rough, the regu- roughly been taken care of. I don't know if you to do it again. Don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. So the dam has been taken care of. You know, I mean, I mean, in both eject. Like, I mean, Eloise goes. I definitely put this in a, as a win in your books. Yeah, I mean, today, technically, I think we won that fight. You didn't die. I yes. definitely didn't die. Um, Neither of you died. Yeah. You yeah. actually managed to do what you came here to do, which was figure out the problem and fix it, so... What we did! Yes. I, I have a question. Yes. I didn't on my mic this But um, when we first, like, came here, mm-hmm. the waitress from the bar was kind of weirded out by Renee. She's not a full dragonborn. Yes. How are these other people reacting to her? Roll. <laughs> <laughs> um, insight? Yeah. Roll insight. Seven. I'm gonna also. Ooh, Why do you seven. roll on your laptop? I didn't. I it. Oh, okay. on her laptop. Seventeen. So. <laughs> Tell me what they say. About my face. You get the answer to my question. <laughs> you asked it, and I, look, I said, it is. Compared to, compared to Laurel, these two seem fairly unfazed. 
And from what you can gather, that's probably from their years upon years of traveling, adventuring, doing all sorts of stuff, and just seeing as much as they did. So they seem to be fairly unfazed. Okay. Have you seen other people like me? Yeah, you can. Quick edit. So did you want to ask a question or? Yes. So, have you seen other people like me? Like you specifically? Like, you know how she looks kind of like a person and also kind of like a lizard? Well, that's kind of a rude way to put that. That's racist, Casey. Uh, but anyway, nothing ever, no one, uh, I've never really seen anything like you before, but- So you say anything, that's kind of rude, don't you think? Seen anyone like you specifically before, but Erg and I have seen so much on our travels that this doesn't really phase us. What happened? Uh, she, may I look at your arm? So she grabs, she takes your arm, and she kind of looks at the back of it and like rubs her thumbs over the scales on the back of your arm and looks at the underside where it's just your skin. She kind of flips back and forth a little bit and she gives it back to you. She gives your arm back to you. <laughs> she goes, from what I can tell, those are dragon scales. Uh, so it looks like you're some form of a dragonborn human hybrid. I think a gold one to be exact. Is there anything about gold? Uh, well, the different colors of dragon scales and dragonborns means you have different breath weapons. Interesting. So I found out that I have fire. Yes, that is inherently a gold dragon born trait. That's really cool. Yeah, it is really interesting. I've never seen anyone quite like you, but more power to ya! I'm just here. <laughs> You're not here. You have magic. You made a hole. Exactly! That was pretty cool. There's not- You made mass disappear. That doesn't happen every day. Also, you zapped her with lightning. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, that was pretty that cool. That was pretty dope. I-, I wish that happened every time. I know, but you're trying to figure it out. Once you control your powers, imagine how like how amazing you're gonna be. Think about it. I mean, you don't seem to have a spell book. No, don't don't have one of those. So you don't need a spell book to cast magic, which is pretty cool. And do you have like a patron or something? Uh, patron? No, 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 don't have that. Okay, so deducing that, it seems like you're a sorceress. That's. That's what the lady said. Lady? The, um, she was, oh, what was she? She was blue. Uh-huh. She said that I was her sister. Oh, so she must have been another sorceress. Yes, that's what she said. Really cool. Those are not super common. It's very hard to run into them. They're pretty secretive. Oh, what did the, um, Renee, what did the cat say you were? I think she said I was a monk. Oh, Wow. Also something that's not super common. Not everyone has enough key to really utilize. What is that? I don't have any keys. Uh, I used to run with... <laughs> I used to work with this guy on missions sometimes. He, he was a monk. Pretty weird, interesting, weird dude. Very pacifist, which was odd in our line of work. But anyway, yeah. he said something about key being like the life force circulating and the existence and properties are based on a lot of uh, philosophy and medicine. So it's, it, uh, he said like the key was like circulating life force and the existence and properties were based off of like philosophy and medicine. I mean, I didn't really get it. Uh, well, I think I did eventually. I might need to move on the ways of the monk. If you're looking for like a textbook, 
of some kind on pretty much anything, even sorcery texts. Melvin, have you met him? I have met him. He has pretty much everything. We're not quite sure what or who he is, but he does seem to have an extensive library. Now, I, in other places I've been, mm-hmm. um, I've heard of monks having temples. Do the monks here have temples? Not really. The closest one is... Oh, no, that one, that one collapsed. Um, Earthquake. Okay. Uh, no. No, that's a bad one. A bad one? What, what's oh, bad? no, we, uh, we, um, broke up a corruption scheme there a couple years back, but I don't think it ever recovered. Right, right. Yeah, the, the couple that were in the area either had disasters befall them, or corruption. Disasters and corruption don't sound great. No. Just the temples, though. There's still monks walking around. Right, okay. They tend to be more of a free-spirited type of people nowadays, less of an organized mentality. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. The most organized ones you'll probably find... I think there was that one that was an acrobatic troop we met... A, we, yeah, we traveled with them for a couple weeks. An acrobatic troop of monks? Well, they're very agile, usually. Um, what about... That's gonna be like finding a needle in a haystack. They're kind of. So the fact that it rained in the morning is kind of terrible. Yeah, they're very secretive, and even especially with new people, not all of them. That makes sense. Yeah. Because um, the the lovely lady, Sarah. Uh, Sarah gave me like, a general idea of what a sorcerer sorcerer is, and generally it's a natural gift. So it's not it's definitely necessarily to be learned or taught. So it makes sense that it'd be secretive. Yeah, she's given you information that she has about yeah. monks and sorceresses and sorcerers. Yes, I need to find Melvin. Get my hands on some of that book. Books. My hands on that book. <laughs> uh, Melvin has a shop in the middle of our hub. The convenience of this bastard. But you have a hub? Is that what you said? Well, that's what we call it. If you met Jade, you guys were probably at the hub. Ah. Oh, that little, that little town. Mm-hmm. So we must have been by the hub. So it's back that way. Yeah. Should we go? Obviously, yes. To see Melvin. Okay, if you want to. Let's just go see Melvin. Get that book. See what happens. Oh, sure. Do you want to follow us? Sure. Sure. Lead the way! I will! She plays along with you. Uh, her and Erg hold hands and they walk back towards the hub. I, I follow all of my little feet. And she kind of like talks, she's chatting with you guys on the walk back over. It takes you guys a long while to get there. Fair enough. And you finally make it over there. It's close to evening, so pretty dark out. The buildings all have like lights on them, and then you see this you see this building that looks very similar to another building that you saw in Warrington. And on the front there's a little sign that says Melvin's Emporium. Yeah, yeah. And the lights are on and there's lights like flooding through the curtains and there's little lamp like gas lamp or uh, oil lamps out front. Shit, we owe him money, don't we? Yes. 
Allie's gonna give us more stuff for free. Jade comes running over. Is everyone okay? Yeah. Are you all fine? And you see Eloise kind of like pat, she like pats Jade, and she's like, "We're everyone's good. We made it out safe. They're all good. They helped a lot, though." And, and Jade's like, oh, "Thank goodness. I was so nervous. I noticed the water came back. I noticed the water came back, and but then I didn't see anyone for a really long time, and I was I was in a bit of a panic. <sighs> but everyone looks relatively okay. Maybe a cut, a couple." scratches and what looks like grass burn. <laughs> I'm like really mangled. Um, oh, I'm like, I'm fine. I'm here to help. <laughs> okay. Okay. We wanted to thank you both. Uh, so we made you some food. And oh. Rolf comes over with some steaming plates of like very good looking food. <sighs> you know, I am starving. Well, we made these for you. You each can have one. Um, it should make you feel better. Thank you, that's very nice. Of course, and since it is quite late, would you guys like a place to stay the night? That would be ideal, thank you. Oh, lovely. Okay, Eloise chimes, just like, I got it, they can stay. We have an extra room they can stay in. And Jade, like, deep breath, relaxing, like, she seems a little uh, wound tight. You're a little flustered. Yes. She's very flustered. She's like, wonderful. And so she pats Rolf, and Rolf hands you both a plate. It has a little bit of steak on it, some mashed potatoes, and some carrots, like grilled carrots. Steamed? No, grilled. Grilled carrots. That sounds freaking fantastic. And Eloise is like, if you just follow us to our place, you can rest for the night. Melvin's will be here in the morning. You're all good. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. Wonderful. And then her and Erg show you to where their abode is, and you guys walk in, and they show you to this second room that they have. Sorry, there's not a lot in here. Kind of in the middle of turning it into something else right now, so rest. And so. Did you ask? No, no, that's how we asked her together. And that's yeah. Oh, in that voice? What are you doing? Oh, uh, well. We're trying for a baby, so we're turning it into a nursery. That's oh. I'm not the only one. Jade is too. Jade is pregnant. No, Jade's pregnant. Oh. It's oh. probably why she's a little flustered lately. Yeah. Awesome. Stressful. Yeah. Now that Erg and I settled down and we're not adventuring Look anymore. Look at them getting there. Yeah, now that Erg and I have settled down, we're just we're ready to start a family, so we were turning the second room into a nursery, but there's still a bed, like, a pretty decent-sized bed in here. I don't need this Still a- you can fit two people on that bed, you're good. <laughs> That's wow. in- I'm so sorry. We slept in a car. Erg- Wait, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I don't say that. No. We slept in a- You don't say that I snored Erg- Erg looks at you and goes, and like mouths that she snores and points at. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, you you both share a knowing like respectful. Well, yeah. but I don't make it obvious, so I don't get him in trouble. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, enjoy your food. Turn in for the night when you're ready. Thank you so much for your hospitality. Of course. Well, you guys definitely helped us out. 
Honestly, you did a lot more than we did. I know, but I do want you guys to understand that you worked very hard and you did a great job for your first time adventuring. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, didn't we? I mean, this definitely brought back memories for both of us, so... It was really nice to help out, and I'm glad you guys are trying it out. Not a lot of people adventuring nowadays. No? No, not in the area, at least. In a particular reason? Is there a lack of adventures? I don't know. I I mean, we both retired, so I'm not really sure. I haven't heard a lot of news. We're kind of secluded. The most news we get is from Melvin, and from what I understand, you both met him. Yes. So he's a character. You like him. Oh! Definitely. Nice man, I think. He's a man. <laughs> anyway. Nice person. Nice being. Anyway, turn in for the night when you're ready. We're gonna go get some sleep. It's been a long couple weeks. Yeah, it's, it's, been, a, it's been a rough few days for us as well. Get some rest. <laughs> you haven't really gotten any rest, heroes. Oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> and so she shuts the door and you two eat your food and go to bed. Long rest. Hit long rest. And the next morning, you wake up to sunlight coming in the window in your eyes, and you hear hammering, uh, like a hammer on metal, tinging every so often. (sighs) Accidentally smacks her in the face and wakes her up. (laughs) (laughs) What? So you both, yeah. you both wake up. What time is it? <gasps> it's sometime, not super early morning, but like... It's like 9.45 a.m. Try closer to 7 or 8. Uh, my golly, look at the time. I'm gonna go to Melvin's. Okay, I'm coming. Both get up, you put your shoes on, you exit the door. It doesn't sound like anyone's home. So you head out the door and... You see Melvin's. And you both walk in and the little bell tingles. Tingle, tingle. And you hear kind of something, you hear a noise from behind the counter and then Melvin walks out from behind the curtain, nowhere near where that sound came from. <laughs> Ladies! How you doing? Hey, what, what's over there? What? What? Don't worry about it. What? What can I do for you? What are you doing here? Uh, I have a question. A book about monks. Do I have a book about monks? Because oh, and um, another book about sorceresses. Just a single book. Oh, I just recently found out I'm a monk, oh. and I would like to learn about how to be one. Well, let's see if I can help you with that. And he walks over to a ladder on the far wall that he just entered from. He climbs. This ladder is like three stories tall. He climbs so he climbs like two stories high. By the way, the building from the outside is like two stories. This ladder, way taller than that. He climbs up the ladder and he pulls himself to the side and he goes, This shelf is all monk text, and it goes down three shelves. You want a beginner? Yes. Alright. And he slides himself over and he pulls out two books and he goes, Look out below! And he tosses them and they start falling and then this like little cushion fly sorry it's my this little cushion flies out from nowhere and catches them and then the cushion lands on and like goes and floats and sits on the counter wow and he climbs down I love him and he goes what are you looking for um do you need anything about 
people by including sorcerers. Oh, do I have anything on sorcerers? And he opens a hatch in the floor <laughs> and like goes downstairs. And he- up, down, left, right, everywhere. Jeez. <laughs> and he comes back up holding this super dusty book and just and just a wave of dust flies off into the air. Oh, I definitely not towards you. And it's almost like magic where it just vacuums it all up and it flies off. And he goes and he sets that on the counter and he goes around the back and he hops up on his little stool and pulls himself over. So, credit? Well, you know, actually, these um, secrets, you're not supposed to have this as a non-sorcerer. Let's be confiscated in that. Thanks. Puts his hand on the book. Are you threatening me? No, no, I'm not. I, Ow. I start hitting Ow. her. Ow. Sorry. <laughs> you do realize you're six feet tall and she's three oh, feet tall. I start kicking her. <laughs> hey, I just had to give her like a little... <laughs> His hand goes in the book and he slides it towards him. I recognize your gumption, but I'm gonna have to say no. Um, and you pull in my leg. Yeah. All right. And he slides it back. Give me that leg. Ah, <laughs> oh, not my legs. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, that'll be 20 gold pieces. Like you said, on credit. And then going yeah. the book. <laughs> you notice there is now a little stool on that side of the counter that slides across as well that you could hop on? Oh my, I don't. I don't hop on it. <laughs> no. I hop, hop on it now. No. I hold it. I hold my gun. <laughs> hop. I, I climb up just enough to get on the counter and grab the book and then back on the floor. <laughs> so 21 gold on your credit. Got gold. it. Is that just for her? No, no, that's total. Total. Anything else you're looking for? No. All right. All right. Uh, is that all? Yeah. No. Wonderful. Glad I could help. Don't forget to come back and pay me. I am keeping track. Forty-six silver. Uh, Forty-six gold pieces. Twenty silver. Yes. I look at my wallet. It's still American money in my wallet. Yeah. Yeah. I got. I got some useless dollars here. Anyway, it was lovely meeting you both again. Look for me anytime you're anywhere. All right. Disturbing. He just stares at you with his just big yellow orbs, unblinking. Yeah, I know that. That's... Anyway, have a wonderful morning. As I said, I'll see you. Bye, Melvin. And you Bye, both... Melvin. Okay. And you both exit. Exit. What would you guys like to do now? Okay, so we're still in the village. Um, yeah, we didn't really do this last time. You want to check out the building that was kind of burned down by by the people who just kicked us in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's do that. So, yeah. We didn't really investigate anything while we were here last time. Let's do that now. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> you guys both have exited Melvin's shop and you're kind of standing in the middle of the hub. Like four buildings. Four or five. Sure. <laughs> six counting Melvin's. Was Melvin's here when we were here before? Yes. And we, okay, we just did those. Right. You were distracted. True. Distractorated. <laughs> right, so we head over to the partially burned building. Yes. It's the, how burned is it? Let me, let's see. I'll, I'll let you know in a second. All right, that's what I was thinking. It's very charred on the outside. The building has not burnt down. The structural integrity is not gone, but... 
the outer layer is definitely ashy. Like you could probably, you could dust this house on the outside and you'd probably have a good pile of ash. And there's some really strong lightning strikes in the greening. Like actual, like, like it looks like it was struck by lightning? Yes. Okay. One of those monsters, those rope, whatever they are, those robotic, robotic monster thingies or whatever. The owl. The dragonfly and the owl. Was that an eyeball? Yeah. The eyeball tried to strike you with lightning, right? <laughs> trying to hit you and it missed. Oh, it had tried to hit me. So I'm assuming okay. that that's what. Uh, is it burning enough that I can like, see inside from the outside, or do we have to go inside to see anything? Uh, you would have to go inside to we'll see go, anything. I'll go in? Yeah, I'll, let's give a gentle knock on the door before you go. Roll perception first. Okay. Because I didn't make you do that, and I should have. Uh, 13 for me? 17 for me. Okay. So just before you set. Okay, so Renee got a 17, and Casey got a 13? 13. 13, okay. So, Casey, you saw everything that we just talked about. Okay. Pretty obvious, makes sense. You know you know they're lightning strikes. Renee, you notice that from the ash and everything, the windows have, like, warped, and you can't see through them from the heat and all the, like, gunk stuck to them. You want to check out this building? We should probably go inside. Okay. Um, can I go up to the door? Is it locked? No. It's unlocked. Oh, is it like a twisty knob? Yes, it is a twisty knob. Okay, so I twist the knob and see it's unlocked. And we'll go over at Renee. She kind of shrug. I shrug back. And I push the door open. Uh. So you push the door open. It creaks from the damage and just from being old and made of wood. And looking around inside, it's pretty dark in here, and it smells very burnt. Crispy. Um, I guess I would say my eyes to adjust, and can I make a perception check? Yes. <laughs> uh, that's... I have really good perception, so even though it's a two, that's an eight. What the hell are you on? <laughs> my eyes, man, my eyes! Just <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> For the, for the sake of people's ears. <laughs> so from the light of, from outside and with, between your eyes adjusting, you see stacks of like sacks and boxes. Are they labeled? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Renee, do you want to go to perception? Sure. Aha, that's a 19. Okay, you say that they're all labeled as materials. I point that out to Casey. Labels just say materials. No, it's like different types of <laughs> materials. 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 Just and materials. Just like Melvin's profile, they're all labeled materials. <laughs> so the boxes are labeled with different types of materials, like seeds, uh, metal scraps, screws, nails, things like that. It's like equipment materials and farming supplies. Um, in the sacks, too, those are also... The sacks seem to all be labeled seeds. Seeds. Or bulbs. Um... Bulbs. Bulbous. Bulbous. Massive. Now, is anything in your, like, are all these materials and seeds, like, intact mostly? Have they been damaged by the fire lightning? Other than the scent coming from inside, just the, like, overall charcoal scent coming from outside through the walls... Everything seems to be perfectly fine in here. There's a little ash inside just because the house isn't... The, the building 
was not built perfectly, so there are some gaps between some of the wood planks, so a little bit of ash seeped in, but other than that. Um, and does it look like there's been like a big attempt to clean this up or try and repair the building at all? They've definitely swept the inside of the room okay. and some stuff has definitely been moved around. Like you can see all the materials, all, the different types of materials have been like sorted through and like pushed to the far wall. And it seems like there's sweep trails coming all the way to the door. So they attempted. Yes, Renee, yes. <laughs> okay, um, do you feel like there's anything special about this room or do you think it's just where they keep their seeds and ah. bulbs? Yeah, it kind of just seems like a storage room. Like a shed. Yeah. But big shed. A big shed. Like a luxury shed. I wanted to use the word luxury, but okay. I mean, you right. Um. Luxury. Can't live without it. <laughs> no, they can't. They would all die. <laughs> anyway, so you looked around. There's a lot of just materials and supplies in the shed. Off to the side... There is a like a ladder on the far right, so the opposite side of where the burning is on the outside of the building. Uh, does it look structurally sound enough to climb the ladder? Yes. I like to climb the ladder. Okay, you you climb the ladder. You're now on this balcony store. So, Renee, did you want to climb the ladder too? Yeah, why not? So you both climb the ladder. You're okay. now. Ow! <laughs> Sorry, this arm is really <laughs> sore. Aggression. <laughs> you're good. So you both climbed. So you both climbed the ladder, and you're now on this balcony floor, and it looks like there's a lot of hay bales and some pitchforks. Mm. Can I investigate for anything else hiding up here? Sure. Like a needle and a haystack. <laughs> um, I just rolled a nat twenty. Um, well, I got I got a dirty twenty. I'm not investigate. You rolled a dirty twenty. Mm-hmm. Casey, while you're looking around. There's this hay bale with a pitchfork stabbed into it, and you see something kind of hiding under the hay right next to the pitchfork. And you brush it away, and you pick it up, and it's a pouch. Oh, how big is the pouch? Just like a small coin pouch. It's like brown leather and has like a red string tying it close. Okay, (laughs) you opened it. And you unravel the red string, and you pull the pouch open, and inside are eight gold pieces. <gasps> Money! Money! Money. <laughs> Ma'am. This is a Wendy's. <laughs> Money, um, baby! I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that pouch to get my little pouch there. I'm gonna plug it in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what I said, yeah. <laughs> you can uh, add eight gold pieces to your inventory now, Casey. <laughs> Damn it! You can investigate oh, around. Uh, I'm gonna investigate. Ooh! 19. So, you also decide to look around. In the same spot where Casey found that pouch, you notice where she's like shifted the hay off to the side. Something, little, something's a little sparkly down there. Casey didn't notice it because she picked the pouch and said, Pouch! I did. <laughs> I, I go over there and I'm like, hmm. So you clear out more. <laughs> you clear out more of it, and you find a handful of copper pieces. Eighteen, to be exact. Mm. Yeah, I'll keep the eight gold, the copper. <laughs> yeah, because that's like point eighteen gold pieces. <laughs> I, I found eight dollars, and you found eighteen pennies. <laughs> cool. Nothing else up here to see. 
No, other than the hay bales and the little bit of change you found and some pitchforks, it looks pretty empty. I guess we'll descend. I'll descend. Renee, would you like to descend? Sure. You both descend, <laughs> and you're now downstairs. I'm going to look around for more money. <laughs> roll, roll perception again. 13. Nothing. Ah. Uh, I mean, we just found a bunch of money. I don't think this is going to be more loose money around. You found a bunch of money. I found a bunch of scrap. <laughs> she found chump change. <laughs> um, I guess we'll leave the barn now. Okay. Yeah. So. Sounds good. You both left the charred supply building. Yeah. And now you're in the middle of the hub again. Um. Hub a dub dub dub. Uh, I guess, um, maybe, maybe we should check out these books we just bought. That's a fantastic idea. Okay, so would you guys like to find, like, a patch to sit down somewhere? It's like, a picnic! I love picnics! <laughs> sure, let's have a picnic. A book picnic. We don't eat the books, we read them. Roll <laughs> <laughs> perception for me, please. Sorry, the energy I breathed tonight. <laughs> this is tired, Renee. I love it. 13! 14 for me. Okay. You both head south, just outside of the little hub, and you see this nice little gratchy pa- gratchy. <laughs> grassy patch that looks like the perfect spot to sit down and do a little light, light reading. Right, let's set up. There's some like little wildflowers mixed in. It's very just oh my God. low key. Is there a tree? No. Oh. It'd be nice to lean against a tree. Do you want some shade? Yeah. Roll yeah. it one more time. <laughs> we gotta find the perfect spot Nine. for our picnic. Yeah. We do! Our picnic that involves nothing to eat! <laughs> just reading! Just reading! This is very Alice in Wonderland. Exactly. Um, I rolled a 19. I got a 24 on that perception check. Ah, oh, Budimus. So, Casey, you got a 24, Renee got a 19. You're both going to see the same things just because. Fair enough. There's not a lot here. There are no trees. Oh. But you notice around the hub, there are these, like, fenced in piles of unbaled hay. They look comfy. Ooh, I'm gonna go jump in one. <laughs> they, See you later, Casey. Some of the bill, some of them aren't as dried as others. I have hay Do you actually? <laughs> She's like, I wanted. Ma'am, you gave me something I'm allergic to. Ma'am, this is a farm. <laughs> you need to bring that up when we're with the baled hay. Well, I you don't have to jump in the hay. There's a fence around it that you can sit at. Okay. <laughs> so you sit down next to the fence, and you lean against it. It's really sturdy. Oh, good. Um, sturdy fence. A good sturdy fence. <laughs> okay, so all of a sudden the fence, and Renee will go dive into the hay. Yeah, I'm just like, as she's wont to do. And she'll just make like a little nest inside. <laughs> you look like Aizawa in his sleeping bag. Stop. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we need to make a tally of times you recommend Pinecone. I think we're like three today. Only two, two actually. Two. 
Okay, ma'am. We'll get there. You're sitting against the fence in the shade because of how tall these hail hails. This is how tall this these uh, unbaled hay stacks are. You actually get shade no matter uh, depending on what side you sit at where the sun's at. You'll always get shade. Right? So well, what you, if it's like we're not at the equator? Calm down. <laughs> There's enough. I don't know what planet we're on. Great question. <laughs> So you're sitting against the fence, you're sitting in the the unbailed hay, and you both pull out your books. Ah, yes. We're reading. And you read. Is it written in English? Yes. It's a great question. Why did you ask that? (laughs) Because I'm like, what coincidence if they are? Coincidence? I think not. Uh, roll... Roll intelligence. Wait, intelligence? History. Let's go with history. Roll a history check. Oh, I'm good at that. I know you are, Casey. I'm good at perception and history. Renee. 22. 22 for Casey? 17 for me. Okay. So. You both know this is. Neither of your books are in English. You need a history check and see But. How stupid are we? <laughs> but. You understand them. What the fuck? Whoa! Do I recognize it as a language? I know, like, as a language at Proto, or is it just like, do I know I'm. I don't know. So I know it's not English. Yes. But I understand it. Yes. But I don't know what language it is. Correct. Can I look at Casey's book? You can look at Casey's book. And see if I understand hers? Alright, I'm gonna look at Casey's book. What do I roll? History again? Uh, you can just roll perception. 17. You don't understand it. Can I look at her book? Yeah. The perception? Oh, that's a 24. Wait. No, sorry. This is a 16. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I thought the 10 was an 18. Uh, you've now both looked at each other's books, and you you know what English looks like. Yes. I really hope so. You know what English looks like. You understand English. I that's a given, sure. You can clearly, you each apparently can read your respective books, but recognize it's not English. But when you look at each other's books, it's a third language that you don't recognize and can't understand. Um, the, 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 the script of the writing. Yes. Um, for Asgard, is it like, um, ro- is it Roman characters? That's a great question. You know, linguistic up in here. I hate it. <laughs> Why do you do this to me? Casey... Mm-hmm. The book you are reading is more like not Roman characters. You need to roll if you'd like to know what it's like. Okay, what, what do I need to roll? Uh, go with history. History, okay. Twelve. It's more like hieroglyphics. Okay, what does the maze look like? Uh, uh, another roll for that, please. Thirteen. Seventeen. Renee. Yours looks like someone took the monster energy symbol and turned it into a language. monster energy symbol and then we're gonna pull up this someone took looked at the can of the monster energy symbol and said i can make that a language and then they did i was right it's draconic yeah, but your character doesn't know that oh my god 
I'm oh never- my god! If this is the letter P, I don't know what is. <laughs> no, that's the letter T. Ah! Oh, you're, you're right, you're right. You're right. Casey's book reminds her of hieroglyphics. They're not hieroglyphics. Then again, you also can't read hieroglyphics, so maybe they are. But they look hieroglyphic-esque. Dude, I look like Walmart. Renee's looks like someone took the monster energy drink and turned it into a language. What language is yours in? Um, can you find a language? I would like to keep in mind, just because the player might have figured out what the language is, the character does not know what language it's right. written in. I've never seen that before. Is that Halfling? Yes. Yes, it is. <coughs> We're a simple people. <laughs> we got monster energy and pictographs. Mm-hmm. Oh. Wait, that looks like it. I just looked up Halfling language, and this is what popped up at the beginning. 5e. And this is what popped up. You both look at your books. I described what they both look like. There you go. Now what? I'd like to read it. Yeah, I'm gonna read. Okay, you read. What do I read? <laughs> I'm. I know. We're gonna start with Renee because I have hers open. Okay. Here. I have yours set up too. Thank you. So in Renee's book, there's an index. <laughs> I know, crazy. But before the index, on the inner first page, that's normally blank in most books. There are people's signatures and names written in it. That's cool. And it's in a lot of different handwritings and weights and languages, actually. Some of the names are not written in the language of the book. A lot of it's actually written. Several of them are written in common, in, in English, if we will. Wow. Thank you. Do I see anyone's name? No names seem to stick out to you, but you don't know a lot of people, so here. There seems to be several sections. One is titled Accounts. Uh, another section is titled The Magic of Key. There's the training uh, and ascentism. There are abilities, martial arts, unarmored defense. Things along those lines are the titles of the different sections in the book. I don't Oh, of course. I'll now recite the magic of key. The magic of key. Monks make careful study of a magical energy that most monastic traditions call key. This energy is an element of the magic that suffuses the multiverse, specifically the elements that flow through living bodies. Monks harness this power within themselves to create magical effects and exceed their body's physical capabilities, and some of their special attacks can hinder the flow of key in their opponents. Using this energy, monks channel uncanny speed and strength into their unarmored strikes. As they gain experience, their martial tradition, oh sorry, their martial training and their mastery of key gives them power over their bodies and the bodies of their foes. Nope. <laughs> Alright. So that's just a little bit of what you read about monks. And moving on to Casey's tech textbook. I'm gonna call it a textbook. Okay. <laughs> you see a similar situation. But uh, in that front cover where in Renee's book, it was all scribbles of names. Mm -hmm. Yours, it's almost like it's magically etched into the book in like beautiful columns. And you flip and then you see the index and it has accounts, raw magic, unexplained powers, spellcasting, proficiencies. 
Um, I would definitely want to read Unexplained Magic, I'm sorry, Unexplained Powers, and Spellcasting. Okay. Yeah. So you flip to the page specified for Unexplained Powers, and you see this beautiful script, these pages, like, you could feel soft, like, waves. Mm-hmm. Renee, your book was much more textured, and it felt like a leather-bound journal. Oh, okay. Whereas Casey's yours feels more... It is leather-bound as well, but it, it has this, like, luxurious feel to it, not as raw force. Uh-huh. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. Okay, so you flip to the page, and it begins, Sorcerers are rare in the world, and it's unusual to find a sorcerer who is not involved in the adventuring life in some way. People with magical power seething in their veins soon discover that the magic... that the power doesn't like to stay quiet. A sorcerer's magic wants to be wielded, and it has a tendency to spill out in unpredicted ways if it isn't called on. Sorcerers often have obscure motivations driving them to adventure. Some seek a greater understanding of the magical force that infuses them, or the answers to the mystery of its origin. Others hope to find a way to get rid of it, or to unleash its full potential. Whatever their goals, sorcerers are every bit as useful to an adventuring party as wizards, making up for a comparative lack of breadth in their magical knowledge, with enormous flexibility in using the spells they know. That's what it says. Breath. No. Breath. Breath. There's a D in there. Yeah, breath. Breath. Just because I can't say it doesn't mean that I don't know. <laughs> breath. The, like, a, a... Like breath? Not breath. Breath. Like the width of something. Like a width and a breath. I'm going to go with breath. It's not breath, though. I can't say what you're trying to say because I don't know what you're trying to say, Casey. <laughs> I'm sorry my mouth is somewhere. It's breath with a TH at the end, right? Yeah. The distance or measurement from side to side of something. Width. It just sounds like breath. But there's a D in there. I know there's a breath. D. Just don't say bread. Well, I'm not rereading that whole thing. I like bread. Okay. And then what was the other... You wanted spellcasting, correct? Yeah, I'd like to know how to do that. So you flip back to the index and you see where spellcasting is and you flip to that page. It reads as follows. Spellcasting. An event in your past or in the life of a parent or ancestor left an indelible mark on you, infusing you with arcane magic. This font of magic, whatever its origin, fuels your spells. See chapter 10 for general rules of spellcasting, and chapter 11 for the sorcerer's spell list. Cantrips. At a beginner level, you know uh, roughly four cantrips of your choice for the from the spell list. You learn additional spells and cantrips of your choice at higher levels, as shown in your sorcerer's table, column one, beginners. (laughs) (laughs) Spell slots. The sorcerer table shows how many spell slots you have to cast your spells at a beginner level and higher. To cast one of these sorcerer spells, you must expend a slot of the spell's spell's level or higher. You regain all expended spell slots when you finish a long rest. (laughs) You've slept like four times! I didn't say well rested, I just had a long rest. Spells known of first level and higher. You know two first level spells of your choice from the sorcerer spell list. The spells known column of the sorcerer's table shows you when you learn more sorcerer spells of your choice. Each of these spells must be a level for which you have spell slots. It's very dense. 
But there seems to be some important information in the next paragraph. Spellcasting ability. Charisma is your spellcasting ability for your sorcerer spells. Since the power of your spell relies on your ability to project your will into the world, you use your charisma whenever a spell refers to your spellcasting ability. On my character sheet, my charisma is listed as 16. And that's not the biggest lie on this whole sheet. <laughs> You're a very jovial person. I, I'm nice and in general people tolerate me. I don't know how actually charismatic I am. <laughs> Fair enough. And one last small tidbit, spellcasting focus. You can use an arcane focus, seen in chapter 5, equipment, as a spellcasting focus for your sorcerer spells. <laughs> the fact that this book exists in this world is hilarious to me. Oh, great. I do like rules. And having things clearly laid out, so this is perfect. <laughs> you glance to the previous page, and you see the table that the chapter mentioned, mm-hmm. the, the section mentioned several times. And you see as a beginner, you get to know four cantrips and two first level spells. Okay, um, is there anything in there about how practically to cast spells? Like, how do I actually do it? Like, theory is great. I love theory. I could read theory all day. But there's two sections that might have an answer. Let me just check and see if it's listed here. I'm just bare, babe. No, you good. You good. Okay. (laughs) You notice there is a small citation in the beginning of the book that states, Sorcerers have no use for the spell books and ancient tomes of magic lore that wizards rely on, nor do they rely on a patron to grant their spells as warlocks do. By learning to harness and channel their own inborn magic, they can discover new and staggering ways to unleash that power. What do you need this book for, then? (laughs) I don't know, Casey. Why do you need this book? (laughs) While... You're flipping through, you see accounts, and you begin to read accounts of people and their feelings as they cast spells. Okay. Renee, do you have any questions? Renee? Renee. Renee, do you have any questions about your book? Uh, not right now. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so, you have- Renee has no more questions about her book. Uh, as a note, because I hadn't brought this up yet, I would like you guys to, I believe, multi-class, so that- you take on the second class as the one that you were just found out you have. So your multi-class is fighter sorcerer. You will not gain anything in the fighter class anymore. It will only be sorcerer based. Okay. Same for Renee, but monk instead of sorcerer. Which also means you guys leveled up. <laughs> that is all I'm going to say we're doing today. Next time we will continue our adventure. Yeah. 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 <laughs>